Hola, hola. Welcome to the Supera de Princesa podcast. I am your host, Maria Elisa Ramos de Peña. And first off, I just want to say thank you for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me and what we're all about here with Superate Princesa. And I really hope it's an environment that you want to surround yourself in, a community that you want to join, and something that aligns with the things that you're looking for in life. Being Latina in the United States comes with its own challenges, and many of them are very obvious to the naked eye, either at work or with the people that you surround yourself with. When I moved to the United States from Puerto Rico, I learned that the expectations and the views for Latinas are hurting our progress, and it's making it really hard for us to believe in ourselves and become confident being a minority. These transparent but also very subtle clues of racism and sexism take a toll in our daily life. And for many of us, it can hold us back in our progress and it can really hurt us at work. But even when the workplace feels unsafe and you are once again seen and felt as an outsider, that means that there's work to be done in our environment and within ourselves. In Spanglish and with some special guests as well as true stories, we're going to dive into the interconnection between our jobs and how they shape us while highlighting the ways to overcome these and elevate ourselves to becoming the Latina queens that we are. Motivating and educating you in various topics like power struggles, boundaries, finding your passion, quitting, teamwork, relationships, standards, and a lot more. I'm going to help you superarte to overcome yourself and the challenges that we face as Latinas and women every day. As you work on improving your environment, you're going to start to see some changes within yourself that make you a stronger and more confident as well as resilient Latina. Now, I want you to tell me, are you ready? ¿Tú crees que estás preparada? Let's go. So now that we know the goal for this podcast in general, the first episode is really going to be focused on myself for you to know who you're listening to. And we're also going to talk about culture because it plays a big, big part in who I am and it plays a big, big part in who you are and who you want to become. So it's important to look into that. And then we're going to talk about some experiences of people and uh, their workplaces. And we're also going to look into some little bit of homework. Do not be scared, but it's just something for you to start uh, working on and looking out for because it is a journey, okay? And from the first moment that you dedicate yourself to this journey, you need to start working on it. And I really hope you're as excited as I am. It's going to be great. It's going to be very eye-opening and it's going to be challenging. So get ready. But First, I want to introduce myself. Yo soy María Elisa Ramos de Peña. People call me Mary or Mari, I don't really care. But um, yo soy Dominicana, so I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. I grew up in Caguas, Puerto Rico. I actually lived there till I was 16 and moved out of my parents' house and came to the state of Georgia. So I was pursuing this engineering degree that was not for me at all. But um, 
Yeah, so my parents still live back home, and I often go visit them and、um, see the island and my family. But while I lived here, I did、um, my degree, and I got my bachelor's in psychology with a minor in marketing at the University of West Georgia. As I was learning more, I was starting to get anxious about finding what is my passion, what what is my vocation, what do I want to do in life, and I found this career of industrial organizational psychology, which is basically the study of the workplace, work psychology, and I honestly love it. I really fell in love with it. It really aligned with the things that I did as a kid. For example, I started this club. Well, not a club. It's like a little. I did a little event thing for a recess. It was like third grade, and we were about to go out、uh, to the field day the week after that. And I decided to go on my dad's computer, and I opened Word and used as much Word art as I could to invite my classmates to go with me and a friend of mine. On recess and just play around, but you know, in a more structured manner,、um, and what we would call train for field day, and、um, that's kind of that describes a lot of who I am. I like to start things. I like to、um, do things that will benefit all of us together. I like to do things that will bring us together and things that are going to make us better people. That's something I did in college as well. I started a club called the Scientific Wolves of Tomorrow, and we basically come together to、uh, share resources for students as well as our members, and just try and shape leaders for the future and make a community where we can all feel like every single one of us has something special inside, and that it can be a big contribution to the world. So. Once again, that's just something that that's just who I am. I like to start things, and I think that's why I started this podcast.、Uh, I really wanted to put my foot into this new thing of breaking curses, breaking generational curses and cycles that are just so toxic and have put ourselves and our families behind, and just do the things that no one did before. That are gonna put us in a place that we never thought we could be in. So that's kind of who I am. What I want to do.、Um, I think this was very much inspired by my mom and、uh, a lot of my friends that、uh, are all women, and we all have a bit of a struggle at work. And、um, I want to show you a little bit about my mom and an experience that she went through. Uh, she was working for this chemical manufacturing company,、um, and then she quit that one, went to a new one. After five years, she said, "I think I want a raise. I think I deserve a raise by now." So she went to her boss, and she said, "Like, okay, I kind of would like a raise. I feel like I deserve it. You know, I feel like I've done my work and my part, and I've been here for a long time. I brought in a lot, a lot of sales and accounts, so." Um, that's kind of what I'm asking for. Her boss said, "Yeah, no, it's not happening. I think what you're asking is a little bit out of like too much. I'm really out here just helping you because you are a single mom, and I'm just trying to help you out.、Um, I think what you're asking is a bit unreasonable."
Um, she was like, okay, all right. Um, some time passes by and then she sees that he hires this man who has a college degree, which my mom does not. She does not know what the degree was on even, but he hires him, pays him more and, and gives him more benefits. And she's like, okay, all right, send this man out in the streets. Let's see what he's about. Let's hear this out. Eh, bueno, yo le hice ver a él que no, que eso no, que yo no compartía su punto de vista porque entendía que él no me tenía en la compañía trabajando todos esos años por mi linda cara, sino porque le traía buenos resultados a la compañía. Así que si yo no hubiese estado haciendo buen trabajo, él no me iba a no me iba a tener a mí eh, en su compañía. Ya me hubiese despedido. Luego, eh, de todas maneras, no logré el aumento. Simplemente le di un tiempo para ver lo que sucedía. Y en ese tiempo... Eh, vino y contrató un hombre para hacer de vendedor, un hombre que no tenía experiencia en venta, sino en compras, y le empezó a pagar más de lo que yo estaba ganando, teniendo todos esos años trabajando ahí. Y él entró con un salario mayor, unas comisiones mayores. Y cuando yo me enteré, pues les reclamé el por qué eso era así, que yo sentía que había un discrimen por razón de, de género y que por qué le pagaba ese salario. Y él me contestó que ese señor tenía un título universitario que no sé cuál era. Bueno, yo le contesté, pues, eh, ¿por qué usted no envía ese título universitario a la calle para que vaya a vender? A ver cuántas cuentas, cuántas ventas le va a traer a la compañía ese título. Bueno, y al cabo de tres meses, él tuvo que despedir a esa persona que había contratado. Porque en tres meses no llevó ni una sola cuenta a la compañía. Y yo le, le, le dije, ¿usted entiende lo que le estuve diciendo? O sea, mi trabajo, yo no tengo un título universitario, pero tengo experiencia y tengo coraje, lealtad y ganas de trabajar. Y trabajo para esta compañía dando lo mejor de mí. Y entendí, este, eso me enseñó mucho de que existe 
realmente ese discrimen entre mujer y hombre para, para lo que tiene que ver con salario. So for those who don't understand Spanish, basically what happened was that this man did not last even three months. He didn't bring in a single account into the company, didn't produce anything, and was just a total failure, really. And this is something that she has encountered many times, but that one experience kind of shows it to you very clearly. It happens to a lot of women every day. And it still happens today. You know, this was the 80s, but still, it's going on today and it affects a lot of us. And that's kind of why I want to focus on this because it's still happening. It happens at work where our work is not seen for what it is and its quality, more who it comes from and what they know about us. This happens within our families where... Uh, it's sometimes frowned upon that you don't want to have children and you instead want to travel the world or just do different things with your life. And it's even in the media where we are stereotyped and put into restrictive gender roles that affect others' views and expectations of us. If you want to see this in live action, go on Instagram right now. And on Instagram, go to your explore page. Then On your search bar, you're going to write Latinas, just Latinas, like nothing else, and then hit search and take that in. Tell me what you see, internalize it and understand that a lot of people are adjusted to that view and they start viewing whoever might be a new employee. They're like, oh, this Maria is coming in, you know, maybe she looks like a big booty Latina. You never know. Uh, so it's just something that is attached to our culture. It's attached to us in ways that it's just very unfair. And you can see this not only at work, but in the streets. At least where I come from, it is all very sexualized. And I see this in the U.S. as well. But in Puerto Rico, you walk down the street, you really do need to consider what you're wearing. You really do need to be careful where you hang out, who you hang out with. I don't know if anyone growing up that you wanted to stay over at a friend's house and your mom was like, I no sé, es que, you know, her dad's there y tú nunca sabes. So these are things that even girls at a young age need to start understanding that men are different, men can be dangerous, and you need to be careful. And I do understand that a lot of us have gone through much more difficult things and things that in a way have put our life in danger. And even in Puerto Rico, femicide happens every week. Women are killed all the time. And it's really, really upsetting. And it really breaks my heart that this is the world that we live in. But all we can do is try and make it better and do our part. Now, if you don't really believe that this is as bad as it seems, I brought in some studies. These two studies were conducted by Dr. Estel Calzada. They are focused on the part that culture plays in parent training with Latinos. But I think the information that we can find there can be very helpful and it can show us a little more about our culture. Now, the first study talked about familismo. This is the ideology that basically means putting family first in things like 
by doing solidarity, by showing commitment, loyalty to your family members. Now, the result of the study supported the attitudinal familism scale components that were formulated in 2003 by Angel Lugo and Josefina Contreras. And these are, first, the belief that one should sacrifice individual needs and desires for the sake of family. Number two, the belief that adults should keep a strong emotional and physical bond with the family, although they may be independent in many aspects of their personal life. Number three, the belief that an individual has an obligation to give whatever support is needed by other family members when the support is called for. And number four, that individuals have the duty to upkeep and protect the family name and honor, and if need be, actively defend it. Please tell me if any of these sound familiar. They do for me, and I know for a lot of other Latinos they do as well. It is something that plays a big part in who we become, how we act, especially around our family members. And then it'll show us at work. Now, the second study was regarding respeto. I don't know if you guys think this, but for me, respeto is one of the biggest things in our culture. It is all about respect. Um, even growing up, I, not even growing up, to this day, I hear my mom all the time, mira nena, ten cuidado, respétame que yo soy tu mamá, all the time. And we grow up having to, you know, get used to saying doña or don, señor or señora. You have to say usted instead of tú. Um, and some of these things and just respect in general can be taken a bit too far, I believe. It can be kind of tweaked in ways where if you throw in some fear, it's going to stick and it's going to work to their advantage. Now, the results of this study showed that some things parents believe are important for their kids to learn come in this overlying theme of raising obedient children. These children have to follow directions. They have to defer to elders, accept authority without question, uh, show a high degree of control over their behavior, especially in public, among others. But these behaviors that they found this overlying theme for were grouped into four. The first one was obedience to authority. These are things like never talking back, obeying your parents no matter what. Another one is deference, which means respect to your superior or your elder. And this can be shown by never expressing disagreement with a, with your adults. Um, you never listen in or participate in adult conversations. I grew up around calle A, calle B, calle C, which is it's just another funny, sarcastic way to say shut up. Um, and also never expressing disagreement with adults. That to them, es una falta de respeto if you disagree. And then there's also decorum or etiquette. You grow up having to pedir la bendición, you know, greet your adults politely, avoid a rude tone of voice. Even when you're upset, you better not show that. And that goes into your public behavior, which is, you know, stay calm, be quiet in public situations. When we're visiting la casa de tía, tú te sientas calladita. And that's where one thing comes in that I think is very important to take account of is do you feel really close to your cousins? That might be because we grew up around parents that were so strict or just so 
manipulative in a way that when we see our cousins and we go play, we feel free. We feel like we can be ourselves. We can breathe because we're all going through something. And our cousins are not going to tell us, you know, recoge tu cosa, you know, be quiet. No, they're going to be like, what you want to do? You want to play this? You want to do that? Let's let's make a choreograph and show it to our family. I did that so many times. <laughs> but, you know, you feel a sense of, of belonging with your cousins. I don't know if you guys feel it, but I do. I love them so much. And it brings me a, a sign of relief every time I see them. When, when I used to go to my aunt's house and stuff when I was young, it was just so relieving. It was It was all I was looking forward to. Um, but these are experiences that a lot of Latinos have, and it's literally in the study. These are things that really do, like, they they can be found within heaps of people, heaps of Latinos. So if this is something that relates to you, definitely stick around. These show themselves at work, and these are very important for us to take account in because then we can understand where our level of, like, respect lies, how much of it we show it to people, you know, it's just very important to to keep this in mind. Now, um, we have to see how different generations work differently than us. And um, I wanted to bring in this about someone in my family that had gone through um, quite some stuff with their family members. And it really does show a little more about growing up around a latin family that has their strict rules of respect and obedience respetábamos a todo el mundo nunca le podíamos faltar respeto siempre que no decían eh, teníamos que hacer algo había que hacerlo eh, todo era con la mirada con la mirada Uno lo miraba y él nos decía todo con la mirada, no hagan esto, no hagan aquello, no vayan, quédense. Y nosotros le entendíamos como si fuéramos mudos y lo entendíamos todo con la mirada. Nunca le faltamos respeto a mi papá porque nunca se le podía contestar, todo teníamos que decir que sí que estaba bien, que eso era normal para nosotros. Pensábamos nosotros que era normal, pero no era normal. Era anormal. Ahora yo lo entiendo porque ya soy adulta y tengo hijos. Pero nunca se permitió que uno llevara una amiguita a la casa para que compartiera con nosotros, ni amigo, ni tener novio. Nada de eso. Eso no podía pasar en la casa de nosotros. So in this audio, she's referring to her dad. And she's talking about the ways that she had to grow up as, you know, she had to be quiet. She had to say yes to everything. Um, she understood the cues, even with just the look of her dad. She had to understand when to go, when to stay, what to do, just out of just off a look. And um, they grew up thinking that this was normal. And as she grew up, she understand that this is not healthy and this is not okay. And a lot of us do live in that 
type of phase still where we think it's normal, it's okay, the way that I am manipulated to do things, the way that I grew up. And a lot of us just don't see that yet. And that's okay. Fear instilled within us is very powerful, very powerful. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing here is breaking these cycles, is helping us become a better version of ourselves that understands what's healthy, what's not okay, that stops it right there. Someone who understands that boundaries are important, knows how to implement them, and knows how to keep them up and show them to people so that they respect you and your boundaries. That's what we're doing here. Now, I'm not saying that respect is bad. I don't want you to take that from this. I just want to explain that there is a fine line between respect and submission. There is a very important sliver of the difference that needs to be considered. You need to know what is respect and what is submission. What is doing things out of trying to help your mom, out of respecting that she took the time to bring you somewhere or whatever it might be. And that versus you have to do whatever I say because I I helped you. I took you somewhere. So you have to do whatever I say. And that's just it. Now, this holds back a lot of people at home, but I cannot imagine how it must hold them back at work. How are you going to have people respect your boundaries if you grew up not allowed to have any? How are you supposed to feel confident in putting your foot down if even by looks, just by being looked at a certain way, you had to, like your whole body just shut down? How are you going to strive to be your best if at home doing whatever was just enough? How are you going to break the mold if the fear that's instilled in you doesn't give you the tools to stand out? I want you to be the best dental assistant. I want you to be the best department manager, the best business owner, the best cashier. I want you to be the best at whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you want to be. But we need to understand where a lot of the things that put us back come from. And for a lot of Latinos, it's our culture. It's our families. It's the way that we were raised. A lot of people use that against us. And that's not okay. This is what this podcast is all about. It's breaking cycles and reshaping ourselves so we can spend more time working on us so we can then become that version of ourselves that we never imagined, the version of ourselves that we could only dream of. All of these things about culture, work, life, our families, the way that we communicate, the boundaries that we set, etc. These are all very interconnected. And I want you to take note on that as we go on for the next episode. Like my mom and many others say, Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Tell me who you hang out with and I'm going to tell you who you are. So take account of who you hang out with. What kind of coworkers do you have? Which ones do you look up to and why? What kind of people do you look up to and why? What ideas do you have for your future? Where do you think that might come from? Just look at everything a little bit more intently, okay? Write down whatever comes to mind and we're going to use that in the future, okay? So go ahead and stay 
locked into this community. Check out our Instagram. Follow us on Superate Princesa Pod. And um, stay tuned because next episode, I plan to upload it next week. I plan to do this weekly. Um, and you can always reach out to me through DM or my email that's on there. And just know that this journey is so exciting. It's going to be great. It's going to be very eye-opening. It'll be a little challenging, but if if our ancestors and our parents and our grandparents didn't do it, it's up to us to do it. And if you're ready, I'm ready. Así que definitely see you in the next episode. And I hope you have a great week. I love you guys. Ciao.